the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks that we stand alongside all the faithful that have proclaimed this psalm of Continue the work of embodying your love and justice in the world. So having heard your scriptures speak to us today and that the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, O Lord, our God. this morning from Costa Mesa at our annual gathering. And we're finding ourselves in the midst of Summer in the Psalms series. And last Sunday, we talked about how Psalms are uh, these uh, prayers of our us giving the prayers and songs that we give back to God. And sometimes they're so different in nature. Sometimes they're songs of praise and uh, celebration. Other times they're psalms of confession or sorrow. Or other times they're just songs of all of creation that we sing together. And, and we don't always feel the same way about what we're singing or proclaiming or even reading, but we're connected to one another who might be that way. Uh, my mentor uh, that taught me about the Psalms said that we do it together because it connects us together. And that's why we do things like in our worship service, we stand, we sit, we do all of these things in, our, in the midst of our service because it connects us together. And so one of the beauties of COVID-19 is that we've realized that we can still be connected even when we worship virtually like this. And so I thank you for doing this virtual worship service as it allows us to stay connected uh, to our connection of the United Methodist Church. Last Sunday, I talked about this new experience of going to a new place and not knowing what to do. Well, I, I feel like that a little bit every time I go to this annual conference. If you're not a United Methodist, let me just catch you up just a little bit on how we gather. We don't have uh, one person that speaks on behalf of us. We have a four-year gathering of global Methodists, half clergy and half non-clergy that gather and they put together this thing called the Book of Discipline and Book of Resolutions. And that speaks about who we are. And there's been a lot of contention and back and forth in this over the past few years within our denomination. And one of the reasons is because there's only this one body can, can speak on behalf of us. And then we have our regional gatherings that does things like both on bishops and other stuff. And then we have our annual gatherings, which is in these smaller regions. And for us, that is Southern California, Hawaii and Guam. And we have our bishop that leads us, but ultimately it's the gathering of clergy and lay people. Both Bob and Debbie Ritchie and my wife were here for delegates uh, from Kailua United Methodist Church here at this annual conference, speaking on behalf of our congregation to our region. And we have some things that we do together that seem crazy. We follow Robert's rules of orders and you know you have to motion and do all these different things. If you're unfamiliar with that context, it's just 
a new place and a new thing. And I remember the first time when my mentor, Reverend Donald Banks, brought me to Raleigh Convention Center to the North Carolina Annual Conference. I was a fish out of water, a non-denominational boy going into this structured thing that we were doing. And while it was kind of weird and intense, it also gave me hope because all of a sudden they started uh, talking about the budget. And then I started realizing that they weren't just talking about the budget, but that someone who was part of um, the reconciliation ministries had come and uh, presented about a specific line item that couldn't be cut because it went to support um, LGBT persons that had been done wrong. And, and so all of a sudden it became talking about the budget, but then it became all the other things as well. And it was beautiful to see them talking together and see kind of underneath the hood how they made their decisions and how they corporately gathered and listened to one another, disagreed with each other, and ultimately came together. And, and that has its ups and that has its downs for sure. But it, through it all, sometimes I get these glimmers of hope of the work of God connecting us to one another. And, and today is a, a, a meaningful day because it's both the celebration of Juneteenth and we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of Pride Month, both of which have had their ups and downs. Uh, the celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation and the abolition of slavery that no more can others own someone by the nature of the color of their skin. And, and yet we also recognize that that work that happened to led up to that moment in our history is not done with systemic racism still alive in our society and our structures. As well as uh, during Pride Month, we celebrate the LGBTQ plus community and those of us that have uh, stood up and proclaimed our identities and been able to share who we are and share that the love of God is for us and been able to um, be proud of how God made us and that we are all of sacred worth. And yet, we still find ourselves with journeys to go with the, the largest su high suicide rate among adolescents being that of trans kids, as well as the struggles for all LGBT community to find their identity from the pressures that they have within society and media, and then also, unfortunately, within churches. And, and just at this annual conference, we're learning about a group of people that were going to be ordained in Florida but because three of them identified as LGBTQ, the entire session decided not to ordain them. And while that's painful and it brings up like traumatic memories of the past, it was also hopeful that in our annual conference, we had a rainbow uh, 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 cranes that were set up on the stage and that we sold t-shirts in support for fundraisers to help this 16, the Florida 16. We remembered them in our ordination service and we declared that here in our annual conference, all people, all of us are welcome around the table and all of us are of sacred worth. And we confessed that we have been complicit at various times in history and that there is more work to be done. And so what was both painful within the church is also a sign of hope of the good work that God is doing. And unfortunately, our bishop was acknowledging the truth that we will fail and we will fall short of being the good news. And we have in the past. And yet we have also had opportunities and times when we have stood for the kingdom of God at work. 
And this psalm that we find ourselves is a psalm of challenge and and hardship. And yet it's a psalm where we stand firm in the path that we're on and saying, I believe I will see the goodness of God. Despite my adversaries that are coming in around us, despite the mistakes that we may make, despite the trauma that people are experiencing, we believe the goodness of God will be seen and we will take courage and have hope. And so this psalm on this day is a recognition both of the celebration of what God can do, but then also the future path that we find ourselves on and the work and that we must stand firm in our courage that God does not leave us and that God will always hear our prayers. But that does not mean it will be easy. We will continue to do the good work. And and so I've been given this sense of hope while I've been here in Costa Mesa and with colleagues and we've been praying. We've been going through so much together, even though it's been apart. Even though it's been two years since I've sat down with other clergy within our annual conference and we've been able to lament about being able to be virtual, but then also revel at the ways that we've still been able to stay connected and to allow the Holy Spirit to be at work in us. That we've stood firm and we believe the goodness of God ahead, even amidst the denomination that's seeming to divide. And yet we find ourselves here this summer reading the Psalms together. And so you may not be in a place where you feel like things are falling apart. You may not have known the challenges that some of our brothers and sisters, our kins, have known in their past and their lives. But the hope of this day and reading this psalm together is that we stand with the psalmist David, with all of those throughout the history of the followers of God that have proclaimed this as their heart song amidst times of trial and hardship, amidst the celebration just after these historic moments. So I hope and I pray that we as a congregation might stand alongside our brothers, sisters, our kindred who have gone through these and stand with and as. That we remember the fathers and mothers that paved the way, not just for abolition of slavery, but for civil rights movement and have continued to lead us and charge us to do the good work that God has for us. And the pioneers of our faith that have welcomed and embraced and stood up before it was popular or trend to be marketing a pride flag, say all people are of sacred worth and do the work. We've done that annual conference. We did a a anti-racism audit amongst our region, and we've also set aside monies not just to finish the audit, but to actually make changes accordingly. And as much as I am, and so that we, whatever we find, we can do something about it afterwards. And there's a a lot of uncertainty within the church. We've been talking about that. What to do with people being online, what to do with the dividing of the denomination, what to do with the future that's unknown. But we read together the end of this psalm, that we believe 
we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And it's the people of faith that have done this in the past that ended child labor, that built schools and hospitals, fed the hungry. They've done amazing things in the past, although we've made plenty of our mistakes. Let us pray that we might follow in the footsteps of those that believed the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We all have a seat at the table, all have a voice. Doesn't matter skin color, gender, racial, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, that we're all one in the body of Christ. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, we thank you that together you give us a hope, a courage. As we read this psalm of triumph and the goodness that we believe we will see, we pray for those that are hopeless that they may see the hope that you have for them. We celebrate with those that celebrate and we use these words for the people that are hopeless, that can't see beyond tomorrow. And be with us, empower us, follow those faithful that believed in the courage that they had in your steadfast love. Amen. Amen. So at this time, I to pray with me. Holy and gracious God, lift up the world to you. A world often in chaos, a world that can't seem to agree, can't seem to find footing together. We pray for the people of the world. And this time we pray for our nation, for our kindred that have worked hard for justice, for racial equity, and systems of slavery that have still been found within our structures and society. And for our LGBTQ plus community among us, beyond us, that they may know the love of God for them as they are and celebrated for the journeys that they found themselves on. And for the earth, we pray the beauty that we see around and yet for the devastation and environmental crisis we find ourselves in. And for our local community, for those that are near and dear to our heart, that we name aloud from our homes or wherever we are, or in the silence of our hearts or in the chat below, we pray. And for our church, locally and globally, United Methodist Church and Church Universal, we lift up to you. Guide us, help us be the body of Christ bringing your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, which is why we pray the Lord's Prayer together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I give thanks for all the ways in which our congregation has remained faithful through our monetary gifts. Uh, we invite you to do that through the link below, as well as uh, go to our church website and the give online um, or payable via check to support our local mission and also our global and regional mission as well to support the work that we're doing together. And I also give thanks for the steadfast way in which our congregation has served and given of their time and energy. And if you are one of the people that especially give one of our church committee chairs, or if you're also one of our dedicated Sunday morning servants, we want to celebrate you this next Taco Communion Sunday. When Leilani's Tacos is going to come on July 3rd, we want to invite you to have a taco on us and appreciate for all that you do. And it's also an encouragement because, you know, we also have told all of the people that have been joining the church and they're wanting to join the church and we're excited about them. But we have said to them, one of the ways in which we expect to give uh, and our commitment is to give of our time and our energy through a Sunday morning commitment at least once a month. So we celebrate those of you that are already doing it and the, the new members that are, are committing to do that as they join our church. And then we also um, want to hope to take from their example as we lead that. But we especially want to appreciate you if you've been already doing that work. And so coming up, we're going to have um, the Communion Sunday with Taco, uh, with our food truck. We also have our uh, first Friday movie night on the lawn that is coming up and look for the email for a way to connect. Um, and we also invite you to continue to read through the Psalms. And so if you've gotten behind, it's okay. You get caught up. We're going to try to read through all the Psalms together over the summer through our Summer in the Psalms together. Those are just a few of the ways in which we give back to God um, together. And so I invite us to pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that you would transform our gifts of money, of time, and energy, of prayers, that they may become the body of Christ for the world and its nourishment. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us go in the love of God. God, Father, Mother, Son, and Holy Spirit. And let us stand in the faith and courage of all those that have lived out the justice of God's kingdom here on earth. And let's continue the good work, believing as they believe, that we'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen.